you have lived and worked in the city your whole life, have you ever imagined dropping everything and moving back to the province? Our guest today shares her journey from someone who was so used to living in the city to someone who has found fulfillment living and managing a family-owned farming business on top of managing her own yoga studio in the southern part of the Philippines in General Santa's city. Okay, I overdid that. I seriously want to live in the province. By the beach, hearing the waves, inhaling fresh air. You know what I mean? But yeah, listen to this episode because you are going to feel Janice's calmness as an evidence of what the provincial life can do for you or can do to you. I hope you like this episode. Hey you guys, I'm Christelle Saudi and this is the Fashion Design Hub where we share stories of amazing women, their self-care journey, and how they design their lives to live a life of purpose. My mission is to help and inspire fellow women to take care of ourselves. A lot of women often find themselves too busy to give themselves break. Some women don't even realize that they are already tired until they break down one day because of exhaustion. This podcast is here with new episodes every Tuesday to remind everyone to pause and take a break. So join me every Tuesdays to choose this day to choose ourselves. Hi everyone, I'm your host, Christelle Saudi, and welcome to the show. I'm always excited for each episode because I get to have conversations with the women and I get to learn a lot from their stories. Our guest for today is a self-leadership guide, and she helps women rise up to their true self so they can live with ease, freedom, and joy. Let's welcome to the show, Jenny Blancaflor. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hi, Christelle. I'm good. I'm really excited for this podcast and has been looking forward to have this conversation with you. Me too. How was your day so far? I hope it went well and I hope I'm not taking too much of your time for today. Of course not. It's always a pleasure to speak with, you know, some friends and discover what's out there. And by the way, I'd love to congratulate you for this um, podcast and I'm so honored to be um, interviewed by you. Thank you so much. I am also truly honored that I have you as my guest for today. So Jenny, tell me, tell us something about yourself. Maybe you can fill us in a little bit more for our listeners. Okay, so yes, um, I'm Jenny. I'm born and raised in Jensen. It's a small city in the south of the Philippines. If you're familiar with, you know, Mani Pacquiao, Shamsi Sup Sup, that's where I was born and raised and um, we actually call the city city of champions so that's you know uplifting (laughs) Um, yeah it's always sunny here and we have beautiful beaches mountains and hills and a perfect place for those adventures at heart Um, I grew up you know here um, but I've been but I've traveled now that as an adult but for years um, I've also worked in customer support um, 
I had been an operations manager of an Australian-based coaching and consulting company, Shenwade Media, which is run by a couple who've become my mentor, not only in relationship, but also in life. Um, I also got my certification in yoga and um, after a year, I put up my own yoga studio, which is located at the same building where our fitness gym is at. Um, I'm also a certified natural farmer. So natural farming is um, different from organic farming. It is It has no certification, but we actually love what we do at the farm because we get to raise our own food. And that's actually in line or aligned with how we live our life now here in the small city wow you're really into like nature so sorry i didn't quite catch that but were you here in manila before before you moved? yes um oh no we just stay there for three years but not really like stay permanently we still travel here because the farm is located here in south cotabato but my partner has actually worked there for three years and um, he's the one who moved here in the province because um, he got tired of all the traffic and all that. So, <laughs> And I really realized, actually, it's not for me. Big city is not for me. I'm a province girl. <laughs> wow. How was the transition? I mean, I know it's, it's just three years, but how was the transition from city to, to the province? Well, actually, I love, there are aspects of living in the city that I love, like, you know, the convenience, um, especially for medical, you know, convenience, like you have great hospitals there. There's like a lot of doctors that have worked there as well. Um, And the yoga scene there is bigger, which I actually enjoyed. You have a lot of workshops, Mm -hmm. but moving here to the province has really been I think not. The pandemic has, you know, validated our decision to settle here because we were actually also making a decision whether or not to stay in Manila or to live here because we had have had that option. We were given an option, but it we're so glad that we chose to stay here in the province because you know food is very cheap, very abundant, and we don't have like to work so much to afford because the house that we're living in right now because we're um just renting we're still renting our house is under construction still so our rental right now is just a rental of our parking space in manila so so really if you look at it financial wise it was a good decision to stay here Wow, and economical and less stress too, right? Yes, that's it. Oh, um, before, when we travel, like from my sister-in-law to our um, unit, we always, I always have to remember to pee because of the traffic. <laughs> yeah. And there was, you know, I don't want to be caught in traffic and then I forgot to pee because that happened. And oh my God, we were looking for a gas station or... Um, a, a mall we had to <laughs> so that was a funny experience but really it's it's nicer here for me I mean it may not be true for a lot of people but to me this is where we will settle mm-hmm. but that also doesn't mean that we're not open to moving 
it, it, that's just how how I I actually learned that because before I was really you know very attached to the city because for me I know everyone my friends are here and I'm scared to move to a place where I don't know anyone but I also learned along the way and maybe it's the practice in yoga as well we mm-hmm. practice I practice non attachment so it's something that I've learned to you know things are temporary and change is good yeah yeah. Uh- I'm attached to my job, so <laughs> I'm yes. in the city and I'm attached to convenience because, you know, here in the city, yes. we have like a few, probably like in another block, there's a convenience store or, you know, that's the so here. and that's actually how I live. Like Monday to Friday, I just work and I'm so curious about, you know, your, your lifestyle now that you're there in the province. Like, how does your day look like? Well, it's very relaxed because um, the farm is actually running on its own. It it actually took us a lot of time and effort also to set it up that way. It was, um, I remember when we were just starting out, I was crying every week. Like every weekend I was crying because my body is so tired and, you know, I'm just craving for rest. But still we have chickens to deliver. We have... Um, Uh, you know a lot of other things because we've been constructing like pens and developing the farm so that was like a never-ending um, job and I was new to that because I used to have a day off when I was still working and now when I'm not working I don't seem to have that freedom anymore so that was new to me so anyway um, now the farm is running on its own we have people taking care of it for us but we are also as involved as we are but now on the backstage not no we no longer have to go to suppliers or to because when you start up a business you also have to look for suppliers right the end-to-end movement Mm -hmm. of your business the suppliers and the buyers so now we don't do that anymore um the gym is also running on its own but unfortunately because of the pandemic we're still closed but it is well taken care of. Um, yeah, so we don't really have so much to do except for me to do like a lot of house chores. And we spend so much time. My daughter decided to drop from school, homeschooling, like with a module and all of that, that doesn't work for her. Yeah. So we are very happy to have this life to have this lifestyle because we get to spend as much time as we can for her. But you know, I also think that we kind of um, I think late because now she's a teenager and she likes to be left alone. Mm-hmm. So, but um, that actually gives us also an opportunity to you know, give her the space and the understanding that uh, I think that's what teenagers do. <laughs> yeah, wow. She's in that stage. Mine is like, yes. he's five and like, wow, every, <laughs> <laughs> everything, you know, whenever she finds that I'm not there in, in, in that room or with there in the living room, like I have to go to the bedroom sometimes, of course, like to have my alone time. I'm like, she's going to look for me. Where's you know, <laughs> my yeah. mom? <laughs> Yes, my daughter has special needs. She can't walk, so we have to be there, present for her, do things for her. But um, we're also teaching her to be more independent. Like she can now get up and get down from her bed. Um, 
and you know but with regards to like peeing taking a bath and preparing her food we do that for her we we used to have um, a housekeeper but because of pandemic we opt not to have one because she lives far away and you know how how that works and um, she might be you know mingling with other people and we don't know if you know she might bring covid to our home yeah. but um, just for safety reasons we opted to do everything for us and anyway for like three months we can't travel here in the province anyway so yeah we do everything like a family every day and i was actually surprised how i changed because i used to be so short-tempered i get very irritated a lot but and just imagine the isolation you don't have your friends to talk to and Um, I, I have to do things at home and the house chores, I mean. So just imagine. And I think really I became more patient <laughs> and more diligent at home with all the responsibilities that I have. Yeah. So I think with with everything that's been happening with the pandemic, I think for most of us it was like a like probably a reset. For most of us, yes. Um, I know there are lots of like worse things happening in other areas, right? But for me, I personally think that it was something that I'm so grateful for because I get to spend time with the family and you know not be stuck in traffic, like going mm. to and yes from work. Yeah. Okay. That's so true. I actually agree, and um, I just wanted to mention that I agree with you. It's like a reset. Um, to me, I'd like to call it like a recalibrate. Um, it's also a validation for me with uh, um, with the choices that we made, um, personal life, and also with the path of the business that we took because we are not farmers in nature. I am a communications graduate. I teach yoga and my partner is an engineer. So it was really far from what we were supposed to do, mm-hmm. but we found our way here. And it's like the pandemic has woken up a lot of us to make better choices in life or to consider something else. Like, you know, we never thought that we can manage having our children 24 hours at home, but now we can. Um we did not consider like unschooling or homeschooling them but it was doable this time mm-hmm. so I guess that's really something that we can pick up from this year yeah I so agree with you I, I really want to thank you for sharing your story on how you were able to like transition from the city life to you know to the provincial yes. life and that you were able to build your own life like how you really wanted it to be yes so that's the thing i think a lot of women don't realize that you know this is possible and i wanted to ask you how did you do it i mean any specific steps like one or two tips that they can start with okay so when you're actually trying to determine like what your life direction what i can say is 
do something that people other people will laugh at you because <laughs> sometimes they really don't get it or they really don't understand um it doesn't have to the life that you live or the ultimate life that you wanted to live that you desire may not look like the same as your moms or your sisters your best friends sometimes it could be completely different and um, it doesn't really there is really no step i can't really tell you or pinpoint any step it's just that we listen to what our family needs and we our daughter actually needed to eat better food because she's flaring with eczema so that was the start for us to um to do farming and from there we found our way to really settling and making the decision to stay here in a smaller city near a province and that's just how we created like this life it was also not i don't think that this is an accident because we really submitted ourselves to trainings and um everything else to people that we know and had validated our you know our decision so that's it and of course you know when you're starting something unique or new to your circle of friends um, they will not understand sometimes you will lose some of your friends but don't worry there are more friends on the other side yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's it So Jenny, as you know, the mission of the podcast is to inspire women to take care of ourselves and, you know, give them yes. an idea of how we can design our lives. So you mentioned about your story about, you know, living here in the city and that didn't fit you and yes. you back to the province. And now you have your like own economy and you were able to build it. So I wanted to ask, because you're also into yoga, about self-care. What's your definition of self-care? Okay, so self-care for me, it, it is proactively taking steps in nourishing one's well-being. So what it doesn't have to be like going to the spa or taking a long holiday trip to take a breather, you know. It's a daily thing where you choose to show up for yourself as much as you show up for others. Because like you said, for women like us, we can... We are, you know, naturally, we're nurturers. And there's that expectation for women to, you know, an expectation for women that we're nurturers. We're supposed to take care of other people. But someone who needs that nurturing is has always been neglected, and that's us. So I, I think um, giving yourself that, time and that importance that knowing that you are important to that you are an important member of the family that you're taking care of is a very um important or very powerful um thing that you can always remember and self-care is not only about taking care of our body it's holistic mind body spirit integration so to know what is ultimately good for you take self leadership as well and self leadership is how you lead your life by setting a path towards the direction that you want to go and our health i guess we have to put that on our number one priority because our health will impact all the other aspects of our lives 
it can impact our relationship. If you're really not physically well or mentally well, it can impact your relationship. You might have small fights with your um, significant other, with your children. You may not always be on the mood to play with them. These little things can stack up that can really affect your overall quality of life or the holistic life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. Is that why you became a self-leadership guide? Was that like the motivation? Yes. I was actually looking for, let's say, common denominator for all the things that um, I experienced or my story. So um, I used to, well, I, I grew up in poverty. We were really poor. I cannot, there is no other way for me or there's no other word to explain that. But we lived in poverty when I was a child um, until I was a young adult. When I was a young adult, my Okay, so my husband, my husband, the first husband, my daughter's father died when I was 21. So I was a young widow. Um, as a young widow, I have all these responsibilities to take care of a child with special needs. And I have no one else to turn to. When I say no one else, of course, my parents were there. My sisters were there. I have um, really good friends. But at the end of the day, it is all my decisions and how... I wanted or or where I wanted to take my life. It's all up to me. Um, They can help me, but then it's up to me if I will accept that help. It's all up to me with what decision to take, you know, or what path to go to in -hmm. my life. So that is actually what self-leadership is to have that vision and have that discernment to um, know where what direction you'll take your life to and to me that was a no-brainer i wanted to be successful but as i grow older as i age i realize that success is not just all this physical and material things that we um aspire of that we desire it's Mm -hmm. also that personal growth and transformation because I can tell you like how bitter I was. I was actually walking before at the mall and then saw a couple um, below me at the um, escalator. And I said, oh my God, I can push this to people. Why are you so sweet in front of me? Don't you know what I was going through? So that was actually on my head. So I was so bitter. I have so much anger. And I woke up one day just I, got, I just got tired of, you know, that feeling because it can be a burden. People who are angry, maybe they also have that awareness of, I don't want this feeling. So that happened to me. And that's that was a decision that I have to make. And that moment that I made the decision, that's the time when I took myself or ro- rose up to self-leadership instead of falling a victim to the life that has happened to me. With relating to self-care and how you take care of yourself, that you need to become a leader as well, a self-leader, and take that decision to show up for yourself. You're showing up for the people that you love and you care for and make that decision to take care of yourself as well. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Jenny. And I know I can so relate. Um, before I didn't get into self-care, I also wasn't aware of the things that are going on in my mind. And it helps to be 
self-aware. I think really that's the yes. first step, right? And and then once you're self-aware, you'll know that, hey, these are the things that I'm thinking about without me knowing it. I mean, without me being <laughs> aware. And I'm like, yes. what the heck? <laughs> yes, yes. And there's actually that feeling that because of the experiences that we you know, that we encounter in our lives, maybe some big challenges, you know. You're right about um, self-awareness. Sometimes we're just not aware of what's going on in our head. And I can actually pinpoint the time when my life turned around for me or turned around for the worse, at least now in retrospect. That was when I lost my college sweetheart, my daughter's father. And a few months after, my daughter was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. So that was like a very big burden for a 21-year-old who doesn't know so much, who doesn't know anything actually. So with taking that experience, we can develop bitterness, right? We can develop anger and maybe question, is this just what life is all about sometimes yeah so that was really heavy for me and I've grown so resentful and I've had so much you know questions this God not love me anymore for him to give me so much of this and I can't Mm -hmm. do this and people would say you are so strong and you know what I wasn't really because every day I live with self-hatred and if we listen to our conscious mind <laughs> will be and and have that and develop that awareness and be aware of what's going on in our conscious mind we will be very surprised of how much negative emotions we are nurturing and that somehow creates our reality yeah i understand that i mean personally i also had a lot of challenges i think even I mean, even when I was five, I think I remember a lot of things, you know, questioning things like, why is this happening to me or to my family? Why did it have to be me? You know, yeah. I had to carry that all through out of till probably the early 30s. And then I said, this is enough. I have to take charge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I wanted to know what were the things that you you did in order to overcome Okay, so I had always been writing in my journal. I can remember as early as I think I was 13 years old or even younger than that. I used to have this diary. Do you remember that hot dog commercial with Patrick Mm -hmm. Garcia? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually, I don't know what year that was, but that was actually finding the trigger for me to start writing on a diary. And then that diary turned into a journal. And until now, I still journal. I just don't know where those are because I think that would be interesting to read (laughs) what I was thinking at 13. (laughs) But, But really, um. What I was trying to say, though, is that I had always been um, questioning. You know, I, I questioned everything, but in a sense that I wasn't really aiming into transformation or personal growth. That happened, though, when I was in college. Um, They were asking us what we wanted to become or what quote we want to put on our epitaph. And that's something that made me think about my legacy. So 
yeah so since then i've been tra- i've been attending you know time management because i wanted to manage my time well because i can get really easily distracted and i can binge watch um whatever youtube or netflix now so <laughs> yeah so it takes so much um you know self awareness and knowing yourself what triggers you to um do it and and make something a habit so that has become parang the start for me to dive into these to this deeper um yeah so i i had always been journaling and journaling has helped me process my emotions and had helped me get to know myself more and when you have more awareness you can make better decisions and those better decisions can actually lead you to better results in your life and whatever priorities you have wow journaling didn't work that great for me in the beginning But when I agree with you, you just have to develop that habit. So yes. when I got used to it, um, seems that my body is asking for, you know, hey, why aren't you journaling mm. and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, and that's how I also manage like the chatter in my head because I think if my physical self is chatty, my brain and my mind is. three times chatter chattier and it's noisy up there so i have to write my thoughts and when i do that i actually do that first um no not first thing the third thing i do in the morning after i wake up i write for like 10-15 minutes depends on like how much i need to dump <laughs> so yeah so that helped me and to be honest because i've been very consistent especially this year and i guess i was so focused into myself because we have nothing else to do right we have nothing else to do because we are limited you know very restricted to go out so i have all this time this year to dive deeper into getting to know myself and how i can really just face more actually myself and not others because i cannot do anything or i cannot change others i cannot change Um, an incident or an event I cannot control that but I can manage myself and that's also an aspect in self-leadership you get to master yourself master your mood swings and because I've I'm so moody <laughs> I'm so moody like it's so easy to get me triggered and that is something that has changed this year Wow. How about the off days? I mean, I'm sure every every day is not perfect, definitely. Yes. But what? Uh, how do you manage the off days? Like, do you really catch yourself? Like, what what would trigger you to catch yourself and say, "Hey, you have to stop this." Mm. The voices in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the voices in my head would tell me, "What are you doing? Why are you, you know, mindlessly scrolling on your phone?" Um, but yeah, it also that also takes a lot of self awareness, right? But for me, yeah, like my off days, I just let it pass. Because the thing about body work, which I um, do yoga and also hit exercises, it helps me become more physically aware. Like just bringing attention to your body where you feel things, the sensations and the emotions in your body because our body stores our emotions. So whenever I feel like there's some tightness in my back, 
um, I know that I have to do something. And to be honest, I have lesser off days because I exercise. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I exercise more regularly now. Because before, when I was teaching at the studio, um, I don't exercise every day. I exercise every other day. Because sometimes I can't really get intense at the gym and um, in, in my yoga classes. <laughs> and that really hurts my body and makes me... Um, crave for rest mm-hmm. so I respect my body also but just doing bursts of exercises for five to ten um, minutes helps me um, get back on track and have lesser off days but of course if you have off days I would advise that you listen to your body listening to your body um, doesn't have you know it's not a woo-woo thing it's really you just have to bring awareness to your physical body. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Jenny. And yeah, I agree. Like it, it doesn't have to be like an hour of something, but you know, just listening to your body and giving yourself five to ten minutes. Yes, exercises. Really yeah, exercises. Do you have any videos or, online? Um, <laughs> we exercise do yoga videos together. <laughs> yes. Of course. Um, no, not yet. Because I was so conscious before. And that's something that I'm trying to get over with. But I will do... Because um, it is included in my um, program, in my coaching program, that I'll give my students access to a yoga video. Um, the thing about me as a yoga teacher, um, I'm just their guide. I'm just facilitating them the space where they can practice. But for, for me, it's not actually for them to keep coming back to my class. I know that would be awesome because they'll pay me. But at the end of the day, I would love for them to find their flow, to mm-hmm. find themselves practicing on their own, whether at the studio or at their house. Because right now, we have to like really redefine um, or adjust to how times are changing. Um, because of the pandemic so if you don't feel confident about going to the gym and you um, needed exercise you know don't make the pandemic like an excuse to skip um, taking care to skip self-care you know Um, you can also practice at home but not everybody likes that so that takes self-leadership as well like kicking yourself hey go out there take five minutes walk and then come back, you'll feel better. Because that happens. To me, it's not, uh, my experience was actually, I was just letting things pass before, but now I'm proactively trying to do something about about it. Like if I'm not really tired, because I, I, I know that in my body, I'll really, um, not really push, but just give myself an encouragement to maybe Jenny now you don't have to do like 30 minutes yoga maybe now you can ride your bike or maybe you can walk so that's still um, moving your body yeah and that counts as (laughs) self-care yeah definitely Jenny what be your message to women who feel that they can't afford to do self-care or who feel that they don't have the time well I actually get that because before, I also don't feel, during my freelancing career, I also didn't feel like I can afford it or that I have time. I'd rather sleep, you know. I'd rather sleep. I have excess time. I'd rather sleep. But 
really um when you take care of yourself everything else are will align because here's the thing we you know the events or the things that we want to manifest we can manifest that through our personal transformation um think about i would love to think about my body this physical body as like a vessel um it is like a container perhaps of um i i I mean, you can create that container that's ready for the things that you're manifesting. So without your health, like I said, everything will fail. It will affect your relationships. It will affect your income because what happens when you're sluggish, you, will, you won't feel productive. And when you're not productive, you may not be financially productive as well. And also self-care, just, you know, just that decision to put yourself first or to think and consider of yourself as someone important that will you know change everything and that will Thanks, become Jen. your superpower and i specifically remember you saying you know in college you you started thinking about it and then you just i think you it's important that you realize that you are making a decision and then Once you make that yes. decision, right, life will present to you the the possibilities, limitless possibilities. Definitely, I used to have this crazy vision. Oh, I have to tell this because this can help them. Maybe I wrote very specific things that I want and I desire in my life. Like for example, very very specific. I wanted my partner to have tattoos. I wanted him. To be an engineer. Wow. And look what I got. <laughs> you can be even more specific, by the way. <laughs> But, you know, with the values and all of that. And I think the universe will just tell you yes every time. So whatever mental image or whatever words you use, be very careful because the universe will always say yes to that. Yeah, words are very, very powerful. Very powerful. And, oh, by the way, Christelle, I wanted to add um, the last question that you have about women. What do I say to women who have, who say they don't have time? Yeah. Um, they can make time. They just don't think it because they haven't done that. But just start small. You don't have, if you want to start meditating and calm your mind, you don't have to do it. Like 10 minutes immediately, you can start small. You always start small and build it up from there. And building habits, um, you don't have to do like three habits because the problem is we wanted to, parang do a lot of these things, right? When it's New Year, oh my God, I wanted to go to the gym. Oh my God, I wanted to start meditating. Oh my God, I wanted to save up money. But no, you can't. It is possible. It is possible. But you will overwhelm yourself. And that's the reason why a lot of people are actually giving up before they can see any real progress. So start very small and really make time for it. You have time. You just don't believe you do. Baby steps, right? Yes, baby steps. Start small. <laughs> Even with this podcast, actually, I wanted it to be... It was intentional that it's not as long as the others because, you mm. know, it's... I wanted people to really listen to it and get all the details. Yes. And and that's what I wanted to do. Like be be very specific with yes. with the message and yeah. Quick wins. Yes. 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 
And I like that. Continue doing this. And I actually love listening to one of your episodes, specifically with Ali. I haven't, I haven't listened to the other two, the first episode. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to go back to it. It's just because I, yeah, I think it was Ali's um, episode that I first saw. So I'm going to listen to that this weekend. Because next week, for the next two or three weeks, I'll be off social media and we'll do like a longer and deeper recalibration. Because um, I needed to be destimulated. I have been very stimulated for the past five months because of Martin's program. Yeah. <laughs> so I needed some quiet time. So I'm I won't be in social media. Wow, that's I'll very try. <laughs> I find it difficult because I work like yeah. I, I do I do the podcast I edit it so I'm really constantly on my on my phones but what I do just to share is intentionally on weekends I really I really spend time with with my kids with Sophia but what she really likes to do is to you know vlog so we're still on yeah. the gadget so yeah I think that's the generation that they live in right now um you know as long as I think um, there are just some sites, of course, that we can't have them spend their time at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as long as it's supervised, I think that's not as harmless as they um, say it is. And also moderation. <laughs> I mean, I have no choice, which is why I enrolled her in, in online classes because mm. I'm like eight hours straight on on my desktop so i have to work um which is why we try before bedtime but but we we did develop this habit of morning routines and she's very she's very good at that she does it consistently like you know she knows what to do first thing in the morning she needs she she's gonna brush her teeth drink water meditate (laughs) do yoga the kid yoga Mm, yes That's good. Mm-hmm. That's actually good. Uh, my daughter, we were actually a bit, you know, she's teenagers. So naturally, I can actually see myself in her. She's rebellious. She doesn't like to follow rules. She doesn't really like to obey. But we are also um, letting her in a Mm -hmm. sense that we want to respect or give her space because she Mm -hmm. already have these restrictions and she might i actually don't know what she feels about that because she doesn't talk about it but Mm -hmm. i wanted to give her as much freedom as we can but at the same time i also wanted to find the line where it's she still gets to um, have other interests than just watching yeah um, Yeah. on youtube because youtube is a deep 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 hole (laughs) yeah sometimes which is why we ask her to just watch on youtube kids or if she needs to like speak to my to my relatives to our relatives to her lolas and lolas i created this youtube uh, no not youtube messenger facebook messenger for kids they have that i just found out about yeah I just found out about it Ooh. last week, so or two weeks okay, ago. Okay, let me try. <laughs> no, she's like, even when I'm working, she's like texting me with emojis, and it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, my, my idea. 
Yeah, my daughter learned to use the voice message. Oh yeah, she also can type. Yes, yeah, so she learned. We are training her to, you know, find means to communicate to us when she needs something. Because what mm-hmm. if we left her at home, yeah. you know, and she's just with a babysitter? So we want her to, like, have that access to us. So that's I I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Jenny. I'm so honored to have you in the show. And I really hope that our listeners have learned a lot from you. Where can we find you? I mean, where can our listeners find you on social media? Okay, so my, yeah, I would love to connect. My um, Instagram is jenny.blancaflor. And they can find me um you know, some of my blogs and writings at jennyblancaflor.com. And yeah, so those are the, just the... Oh, I also have Facebook, by the way. And it's the same name. It's linked in my in one of the links in my Instagram bio. So they can just find me there. And I would really love to connect. Um, yeah. Thanks, Jenny. I really enjoyed the conversation. And to all our listeners, you can also search this episode at bristelsaudi.com and look for, or you can type in Jenny Blancaflor and you will find this episode. All her links are also going to be there, so you can visit the website. Thanks so much, Jenny. Yes, thank you, Christelle. I really enjoyed this conversation. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Passion Design Hub. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram for daily tips and inspiration. Tune in Tuesday next week to listen to fresh stories of inspiring women. See you!